Yes, you saw right. This is a Quiet On Set Pride special that is released on July 1st and not within the Pride month of June because our gayness cannot be constricted just to a single month. And we are not like those other big companies that switch their Pride-themed logos as soon as midnight strikes on June 30th. But today you'll get two episodes of our show called Four Favorites that has since been canned we're not doing it anymore but we recorded this back in february and we didn't really know what to do with it so here it kind of fits nicely we had kelly our previous co-host uh back as a guest we talked about romance films and rom-coms and the queerness of lgbtq plus and a pride a special as well so i hope you enjoy my conversation with our token lgbtq plus representative kelly kunap welcome back to four favorites brought to you by the quiet on set podcast i'm your host ewan graf and today i'm here with a former co-host of the quiet on set podcast kelly kunap welcome hi it's me i'm back yes we're actually in the <laughs> same space look this overlap <laughs> ha yes oh hello there <laughs> This is well, so stupid. <laughs> that's romance. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guilt the mood straight away. Uh, but today we are continuing the saga of talking about rom-coms and romances. Lachlan's episode is already out. You're next up. Uh, glad to have you back because you are kind of an expert when it comes to rom-coms and romances. I always see on your letterbox timeline. Oh, I used to see. Not, not as much oh, as a play. But like for a while, it was really back to back to back. Just I was, I was wondering, are you okay, Kelly? I have, I have phases. All right, I have, I have some phases where yeah. I start watching and I don't stop watching. Oh, okay. I'll go on Netflix. I type in rom com and I go through every single one of them. Well, oh. I watched through some of your honorable mentions and the films mm -hmm. you have in mm -hmm. your selection, mm -hmm. and then someone messaged me and asked me if I'm okay. So <laughs> hopefully you get some good films out of this. I think it was just <laughs> the amount of movies that I watched, not the selection. Yeah. Um, but there's so many rom-coms. There's so many films that have a comedic subplot as well, a romantic subplot as well. We'll focus on films that really are focusing on romance first. So there's heaps of stuff we'll have to leave out. So can you start it off with your honorable mentions, which I think, I think unprecedented. You have the most amount of honorable mentions anyone has ever had. And I love it. Well, first of all, I have a disclaimer. Yes. So okay. for me, a romantic comedy, it doesn't have to be a good movie. It just has to be a good rom-com because it's, it's a whole different world of rom-coms, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's a feel-good genre, you could say. Yeah. Because there's... 90% of the time, there's a happy ending. So mm -hmm. you're just... So there's a kitty. You're just supposed to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Get mm -hmm. a bottle of wine. If you need to cry, you just cry. And just be happy that there's going to be a happy ending, right? Exactly. It's yeah. a safe space. It's a, Well, for rom-coms. We, we picked yes. a bunch of romances. I think you are a nice <laughs> change of pace for... You know, I said rom-coms and romance. I should have probably disclaimed, let's do just do rom-com or mm. let's do just do romance. Because... Lachlan and I both have a bunch of sad boy movies in there. Like, was it ooh. really pretentious? It was so pretentious. Of course. So I'm, I'm and glad. And that's that, why I'm yeah, here. You, you are here to balance <laughs> it out. We, we're definitely <clears throat> missing you on the podcast to balance our douchebag-ness, which is not even a word, but I can say it because I'm pretentious. Yes. Let's kick it off with the honorable mentions. All right. I have, I have a very long list of honorable mentions. Yes. But there's some that stand out to me. Okay. Um, Movies that I would watch over and over and over and over and over again um so have you seen how to be single i have 
Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whenever I feel like like crying under my blanket, that's mm-hmm. what I watch because yeah. it's just funny. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? He's not that into you. Mm-hmm. Another one. If you got broken up with, watch that. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Movies like Mamma Mia, even or My Big Fat Greek Wedding, yeah. which love it. Clueless, mm-hmm. another good one. But you see the the overarching theme. They're all just there for fun. None of them are actually great. Yeah, I mean, I I went to go see a bunch of them because I'm not the biggest fan of rom-coms, if I'm being honest, because uh, we'll see that in your list as well. At some point, <laughs> rom-coms really peaked, I'd say, you know? Yes, definitely. There's an era of early 2000s, maybe late 90s, where we get the best of them. And then mm-hmm. there's a couple ones that, like you said, are comfort food that still get made. But they don't really stand out to, to you. Yeah, or is yeah, it more definitely, like the nostalgia definitely. for them as well? Or I think, for you? but time-wise, I think end of the 80s, 90s, where like Pretty Woman came out. Yeah. That's where it started peaking. And you can, you're going to see it in my list. Mm-hmm. But 2000, or like mid-2000s, so like the zero zeros, the whatever zero you zeros, call them. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that. It kind of stopped being as good. I forgot your question as well. <laughs> no, it was more of a statement. Than yeah. Like over, but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, is it more out of nostalgia, uh, like your overall picks that you ended up making? Or you think there's something? Yeah, definitely. I think to make it onto my list, it has to be a movie that I've seen like at least five or ten times. Especially right, for okay. rom-coms. Because yeah. this, is, this is my genre. This is what I eat, breathe, and live you know mm-hmm. so definitely nostalgia because i think early 2000s especially were born around the same time yes i think right? we are about the same age i'm turning I, 25 this year me too yes we're, okay. yeah we're the same age. oldest part yeah i think the early 2000s was really when it peaked and it was yeah. a time where i didn't know that much about movies i didn't know what was good or mm-hmm. what to look out for i was just looking for the entertainment value yeah and that's what you're gonna see in my list. That's well. <laughs> let's get into your list then. I I had a few surprises in the honorable mentions, by the way. Um, Which I ones? got some flack for really liking. He's just not that into you. I thought that one was really good. I, what? I liked it a lot. And someone was like giving me flack because arguably I didn't like Legally Blonde. Yeah. And um, you know this. Anyways, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> this is all about you. And we'll kick it off with uh, Renee Zellweger. Is that good for you? With um, yes. One of a three-parter. You know what these rom-coms sometimes have in common as well? Is that some of them do get sequels. Yes, Unwarranted ones. But I think here you got a pretty solid series with Bridget Jones. And you picked the the original, right? Yeah. um, Well, I picked the original. So Bridget Jones' Diary in 2001. Mm -hmm. Which kick-started this whole rom-com. I don't even know. It, It feels like it is the rom-com of of all rom-coms right so it's based off of a book or a series of books as far as i know but essentially we have bridget jones she's single she's a little bit chubby we can all relate to that she likes to drink (laughs) she likes to smoke she's just in her early 30s or late 20s trying Mm -hmm. to find love yeah which a lot of us are trying to do right Mm -hmm. and it's very relatable because she's she's not this perfect woman and she has all of these issues and she doesn't really know how to how to act in public spaces so yeah it's just really awkward to look at it has that office type embarrassment comedy mm-hmm. to it yeah. so you're looking at it like why is she doing that 
but it's still <laughs> funny and she yeah. finds a way out of it right yeah, exactly yeah i feel like <clears throat> it, it has a lot of charm it also has uh the one and only you know you grant in it and there's there's oh. some scenes that um i'm glad right after this in a couple of months for you we'll do a uh, a pride films i feel like bridget jones mm. just for that one scene in the water at least for me could make it oh in the... yes oh <laughs> yes such a great scene with him like with with the like yeah the, the cigarette, cigarette in the like, mouth and it's just oh, it's, it's 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 great and so i get the appeal um and uh yeah uh do you like the sequels as well well i like the second one so edge of reason that one's called i think right yeah um that one i really like still the mm. third one is a little bit it's it's a little bit weird because yeah. it came out so much later than the other ones and it's mm. not as funny maybe because of hugh grant i'm not sure is he not in the last one or <laughs> he's bad in the last one? you can see him in the last one but i'm not gonna spoil it okay. for you in well, case you ever want to watch it i've only watched the first two uh, but i yeah. will say the focus is not on him ah, anymore okay. yeah because i i don't really <laughs> like where she ends up in this film because i feel like i already could tell where the sequel goes yeah this is not the right choice to make but that's what life is all about you do make the wrong choices sometimes and it still yeah. feels great because you did see hugh grant um uh, in a see-through white shirt and we can all agree that is amazing <laughs> yeah but so you would say you're a hugh grant guy because i yes. i prefer colin first ah uh well, I, th I think they're both hot as a character i think they're both hot i think nah like do you mean as an actor in like these roles or these characters in in the film getting the man's attention it's she's in frame oh my god we rarely ever get that because the camera is not pointed this way usually but you can see her little tiny head pop up from there i think I think overall I like I like Colin Firth better, but right. okay, in the movie Hugh Grant is a little bit smexier. Yeah. So I mean they're both not like she's not perfect. Yeah. She still, I think, overall has the moral high ground over mm -hmm. both of them. Mm -hmm. Um but you get the appeal while she goes for them. Ultimately, if there's yeah. a third party that will come in, probably be healthiest. Oh god. <laughs> for to go for 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 a dose, but uh but yeah. What we get is is what we get, and it's mm -hmm. great. Do you want to move on to your next pick? Sure. Yes. Yes. Which yes. One? You lead the way. What what what's next on your list? I think you kind of go <clears throat> chronologically through the years as well. Well, right? we're gonna go two years back. Okay. Hit me. Let's talk about ten things I hate about you. Yes. It is. I will say, high school rom coms are a thing we see all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, what's it called? To All the Boys, we have Clueless, mm -hmm. yeah. all of these high school movies. But 10 things I had about you... But 10 things I hate about you, I find, is one of the best, if not the best. I mean, it's based on Shakespeare, It's yes. for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. So The Taming of the Shrew, for those of you who don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... Just in this discussion, I think it's really important to say that Shakespeare, a lot of people think that he's very, very, you know, outdated and some guy who did some poems and sonnets and stuff. Yeah. And plays. But I feel like it is an important argument to say that Shakespeare is always modern. Mm -hmm. There's always some part of Shakespeare around. So a lot of the movies and the stories and the texts we see, they're always very or not always 
they're very often related to Shakespeare. Yeah. Because intertextuality, everything is. Yeah, I could have together. mentioned that at the stop. You got a BA in English and yes, and, and film studies. I made so it. You do have a background in it. I haven't. <laughs> I'm not done with my bachelor's. She is. She's actually the expert here. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I have a bachelor's in majored in in rom coms. <laughs> yes. Yes, but that was not yes uni certified, but definitely self certified and deserved. Self certified, self proclaimed rom com professional doctor. Yes. And I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you picked ten things I hate about you because uh, I'm I'm trying to like see what other people pick so we don't have that much overlap so we mm -hmm. get a broad representation. I think this would have made it onto like out of all of you of four picks. This yeah. might have made it onto my list as well. I love 10 Things I Hate About You. It's it came so out in 99, good. so we were around one years old. That's yeah. obviously when we first watched it. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I grew up with this as well. I uh, watched this countless times, and I assume you've watched it at least 10 times. I have watched it at least 100 times. 100 times. On this wow. list, this is my number one. So Damn. Okay. I think there's only like two or three films that I've watched like hundreds of times. Yeah. No, there's two probably. Yeah. The first being 10 Things I Hate About You and the other one being The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. But 10 Things I Hate About You, it just, it just hits the spot. It just scratches the itch that you have. Mm -hmm. And having Heath Ledger. So most people, mm -hmm. if you ask them, hey, do you like Heath Ledger? Like, yeah, he's such a great actor. Did you see him as a joker? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what they would say. Me, if you ask me about him, I would say, okay, Heath Ledger, yeah, I loved him as Patrick Verona. Mm -hmm. Such a hottie. Him singing on those steps. Yeah. That's the way I want to be proposed to. <laughs> like, uh -huh. If a man ever, make, like, ever makes me mad, go sing on the steps and then we'll talk. Yeah. Or oh, go to a high school, sing there. Yes. There, which hopefully <laughs> by the time this happens, you won't be like too old. Otherwise, that's really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but, like, Going to get banned. <laughs> That that high school is, is like crazy. The locations there, I, I like that we revisit them. They definitely got mm -hmm. to shoot in that high school. And there's a lot of like recurring locations they, that they get to use. There's a lot of iconic um, like actors that branched out of, I guess, just doing more yeah. of the comedic romantic <clears throat> roles. But you, yeah, you got, you got a lot of people like early on in there. And um, Heath Fletcher definitely being the standout there. Mm -hmm. For me, it was also the, like the first movie I think that like I had a crush on someone as well. Who did you um, have a crush on? I, it was uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing because she's such a like uh, pixie dream girl uh, mm. with Bianca. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, but who wouldn't? Who, yeah, who know? wouldn't? She, she set up in the movie like this, and I was like, obviously, you have to go for her. Yeah. Um, and the guidance but, counselor. <laughs> I also think that I don't know what his name is, but the English teacher, yeah, he's yeah. so incredibly love funny. it. Yeah, the Great next film. time you run to the PTA for better lunch meat or whatever, you upper middle class white girls complain about, ask them why they can't buy a book written by a black man. That's right, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I, iconic scene with the, yeah, the two, the two with the with the dreadlocks as well. The two yeah. white kids. Yeah. Um. There's so much going on in Ten Things I Hate About it's, You. Uh, it's definitely one to revisit and also break down. I don't know if uh, you you uh, re in there. Maybe you've watched like some breakdowns of, of it as well, like some video Actually, essays. I haven't. I haven't. No. I, I don't haven't. know if there like, is a bunch of it out there, but I feel like there's a lot to dissect. Being yeah. Shakespeare, there's there's a lot of stuff you know that you could uh, definitely, dive into. Definitely. 
Well, if there's ever uh, too much rom-coms to be watched and you need to take a break, you need to go on a holiday. <laughs> Let's talk about the holiday. The holiday. Yeah, I thought I'd have to do at <clears throat> least like one cringeworthy tie-over because, yeah. you know, you were on the podcast before. You had to endure this before. First time on video now, mm. so you can actually see the real-time reactions. The, that the you cringe. But like, you just heard that before, but now you can actually see it. You know the Pepe meme with the cringe where Pepe is just like... Yes, exactly. That That's... <laughs> one actually... to one. Oh my God, why did it turn green right now? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, The Holiday from Nancy Meyer from 2006. Yeah, I think when I started looking into what I could even talk about today, I very quickly... So I was looking into this during Christmas time, mm-hmm. which a little bit... It influenced my my list a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like the holidays one that that I always go back to during Christmas time because obviously it's during Christmas, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yes, of course. It's very cute. It's a to me, it's just a feel good movie. It's very very predictable as mm. much rom coms are. Yeah. But it's it's just so wholesome. Mm. You know, you have Kate Winslet with the old man who's who's apparently this film genius who worked in the industry for so many years. And and she just, you know, she's just helping him up the stairs, stuff like that. It's it's Mm. just cute to see. And you see Cameron Diaz doing what she does best, which is this snooty white girl who realizes that she has feelings, essentially. Because I feel like she's done that role (laughs) a couple of times. (laughs) I have feelings? Yeah. Like, uh huh? I'm not a bad person. Yeah. I th- I f- yeah, I think the, she's I mean, that, done that role the, a couple like times. like the legally blonde, clueless type of thing as well. That yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Like mid-2000s is, is when we saw a bunch of that mm-hmm. you know, recurring thing. It's like the blonde girl isn't that stupid. Oh, what? That's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blonde girls can be lawyers too. <laughs> mm. Do you know that song of like... Um, Hot girls, uh, and what is it called? Hot girls have feelings too. Hot I girls. Don't. I don't know. It's a really bad song from like ten years ago. What I'm dating myself here. Uh, anyways, uh, the holiday. Yeah. Yes. Is there is there anything else you you could say about it other than it's it's just is it like a comfort movie or what would you say? Because you said it's like predictable in the sense that like I, most rom coms go. I think it's definitely the movie that if you want to cry, you're gonna watch it. Because, you know, like, at the end, once Cameron Diaz is like, Diaz, Diaz. (laughs) Diaz nuts. (laughs) Sorry. Is in that car, you know, driving away. You're like, no, she shouldn't have left. Mm. No, she's going to cry and I'm going to cry and all of these feelings. And, oh, my God, he's a widower. But he has these two very, very cute, like, daughters. Mm -hmm. So you just let it all out. I forget. Is there an airport scene in the holiday? Yes. Yes. Okay. That, because that's like the biggest trademark. And I don't know if Bridges Jones Diary doesn't have a. Uh, oh, yes, one. it does. It does? Yeah. Oh, my God. In the, se- in the second one, they do. Oh, in the second one. I, second I was, one. Yeah, but not in the first one. So they, they're saving it up. In 10 Things I Hate About You, there's mm-hmm. no airport scene. Nope. Um And are you ready to move on? Yes. Yes. And oh, in Easy A, I also think there's no. I think. Airport I think. No, there isn't. No. But it is getting very close to the 100 watch what area, really? I would say. Oh, my God. Yes. 
Okay, well, tell us about Easy A. What is so that? So Easy A, we have this average girl. You know, she's not extremely pretty, not extremely smart. Mm. She's just your average girl at yeah. an American high school. So Olive, we follow her story as she tells this small little lie to her best friend that she may or may not have lost her virginity, and the entire school finds out about it, which obviously is very realistic. I think me coming from a high school that had like 150 people, yeah. very relatable. Um, but essentially, the lie gets out of hand, and it's like an avalanche, and her well, life changes for a moment until yeah. she does something about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She regains the control, in a sense, of her own narrative. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a really like, smart movie when you, when you look at it, the amount of themes it mm -hmm. like, packs, while still being just fun <laughs> yeah and it has like you know it has those i think like doesn't it open with a scene of her like singing under the shower or something like that is that no 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 know. that comes later on oh okay but like well, th there's stuff like that and it's just like that's relatable to me <laughs> yeah i think it's <laughs> not the virginity part it's like she starts with comparing herself to a, a skyscraper that if she were a skyscraper google maps couldn't find her and right. then like a week later she's like if i were a crack on the pavement google maps would find me and yeah yeah but it starts with that and then it goes to the lie and saying how this is what i actually did on that weekend where i was supposed to lose my virginity yeah and you see her in the shower like i'm gonna bang it i'm gonna bang sunshine i'm gonna love when i know that's all my own. oh wow you know this is great to do this with you because you know the movies like by heart sometimes yes. you're like oh yeah i haven't seen this movie in 10 years but it's like one of my favorites <laughs> you've at least seen it like two or three months ago at least you've probably seen like pretty much most of them yes uh so so that's great easy a um the scarlet letter you know brought to the modern world right showing us again that literature old older literature isn't always that bad you exactly, just have yeah. to make it approachable is that uh, i'm throwing you into the cold water here is there like one thing that you'd love to see adapted maybe adapted again as well uh that like you feel like has potential for like a good romance thing it's hard because mm. usually like you hear like hear about mm. a film and then you go read like call me by yeah, your name and stuff yeah. like that so uh but that like is... some shakespeare stuff that you really enjoy that you'd love to see like adapted again huh. or something like that i feel like so i'm a little bit at fault here because i i really like shakespeare's midsummer night's uh dream mm. Yeah. summer night's dream and i know there's adaptations of it but as far as i've seen they all look very very like like fairy tale type they oh. they, they stick to the stick to the play essentially right okay but if there were an easy a 10 things i hate about you equivalent of a midsummer night's dream i would eat it up it would be running Go on my tv like 24 yeah. 7 mm-hmm yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, uh, yeah. There's there's so much to tell in in uh, these these love stories that aren't like like I said with some of the other lists that we've covered this mm -hmm. season. Um, bit of like sad boy, sad girl type of uh, you know, genre ish. <laughs> uh, the recurring themes of the two lovers are destined for each other, but it's like yes. it's right place, wrong time, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Uh, I, I I eat that shit up uh, because it's a bit more tragic. You know who we didn't talk about? Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Well, oh, are you? Are you? Yes. So, okay. are you as obsessed with him as the rest of the world? Is the question? No, I don't think I am. 
Uh, I like him. How can you not? I, I, I like him, but he's... Uh, I, I I didn't rewatch um, Easy A. Mm-hmm. So I don't have him as, like, presently in my mind he's, what he does in that film. He's like... Well, he's the dad, right? Right. I think he, he just... He has, like, the humor that his character is given in that movie is just top tier. Mm-hmm. Or the parents in general. I think as someone... Um, Who have the, parents? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what a joke, funny guy. Mm-hmm. So someone comes to the door and uh, they say, "Is Olive here?" Mm-hmm. And the mom comes to the door and she's like, "Oh yeah, I have a whole jar in the in the fridge." Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of humor. And the dad going like, like they have an adopted uh, or she has an adopted brother, mm-hmm. Olive. And they're talking about puberty, and the boy's like, oh, "I'm never going to hit puberty," you know. And they say. Don't worry, we're just a family of late bloomers. Yeah. And the and the boy goes, "What does that matter? I'm adopted." And the dad just goes, <laughs> "What? Who told you? Like, how did you? Well, we're going to do this at the right time." Yeah. When it's like it's painfully obvious that he's adopted, but it's it's that kind of humor that's kind of. I wish I had a dad like that. My dad is. Yeah. My dad's joke all go below the waist, so it's. <laughs> You know, you're not simping over Hugh Grant in this, but you're like, please give me parents that are funny. <laughs> no, my parents are funny. They're just... Just different type of funny. You know, different you want type to of That's funny. a good thing about these films. You can just like swift through and like, it's like Tinder dates with rom-coms where you can just like look at different family structures. Yes. And Easy A is definitely a fun one. I feel like the formula like this tries, like they try to repeat it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not someone like Stanley Tucci and the writing isn't there, yeah. then it really oftentimes falls so flat because everyone um, is supposed to be quirky. It's mm-hmm. like one of the things I really don't like about Two Older Boys. I feel like the family yeah. dynamic just doesn't work there. Uh, like Lana is fine, but like the, the rest of the like the smart it's... little sister and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it doesn't work it's all the time. Work. And it's yeah. like really a rom-com trope. Like, that is mm-hmm. there where like everyone who's not romantically involved has to bring some kind of comedic thing to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like like from a lot of your your picks, they they balance the dramatic aspects a bit better with the romantic ones. That's why they stand out as like really there, there's some truth yeah. in that, not just like the entertainment value. I feel like these movies, especially, they are they're very self-aware that they are yeah. that they are trying to make this feel-good romantic comedy mm-hmm. and not this oscar worthy big type thing they're just trying to entertain you and that's what they do best and i Mm. think they they do that very very well although it is crazy that thinking about your honorable mentions my big fat greek wedding did get a screenplay nominations at the oscars when it came oh yeah yeah (laughs) i don't like i think that movie is totally fine i didn't like vibe of it that yeah. much but it's it's a uh, yeah it's a bit bizarre to me that that got the screen nomination oh my god did but, you know yeah. the word camera comes from greek <laughs> that that character is probably the best one i don't know yes. why but I, I mean we're turning a, a quarter of a century old this year both of us yes we are that old uh and what you kind of gravitate towards at least me 
is like those silly dumb dad jokes I mm -hmm. like, I'm like oh, that's actually quite funny <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I dig that uh, I think stuff. I think funny. it's like like the relationship with your parents when you're a teenager yeah. you hate having those type of jokes you're like I'm too good for this yeah but then eventually you're like why am I taking myself so seriously I just want to have fun so the dad jokes jokes they just come back at some exactly point it, it's with, with all of media it's like when you're yeah. younger, you, uh, you, you identify more with the younger characters. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, maybe not even at the stage where you're a parent yourself or whatever. But yeah. like, I, I noticed that, especially with something like Boyhood. I watched it and I was like, holy shit, I totally get my, my parents now. Because mm -hmm. she has like that moment between... Anyways, that's a totally different <laughs> thing. But uh, it, it's great. It's great. Well, wasn't that great? Kelly, I gotta say, does have an interesting an interesting taste in movies but let's get to the part that you actually clicked on this video for and find out just how gay we really are welcome back to full favorites brought to you by the quiet on set podcast i'm your host john graf and today we're joined once again by uh, a former quiet on set uh, podcast host kali kuna hi welcome last time you were here i forgot to introduce that you are also uh a a that you got a bachelor's in English and film studies. That's your background. Uh, congrats to you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so, I, yeah, sorry. It's just a bachelor's. It's just a bachelor's. I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a bachelor's. I'm still working on mine. Uh, but today, it's not about <laughs> your bachelor's degree. It is about uh, some good, good, good films with LGBTQ plus themes in the Pride Month of June. We are taking a closer look at those. I feel like that's mm -hmm. always a bit of underrepresentation when it comes to uh, these films. Uh, they've been in a genre type of just being really sad a lot of times. So yeah. like at least one lover has to die and it has yeah. to be tragic. We'll see through your list if that's like a recurring thing or if there's actually <laughs> some, some happy things as well. I love the variety you got in here. You got some longing. You got uh, some music stuff. You got it's just straight up comedies. I love your selection. Yeah, I think I think to some of my list, there's like two parts to it. There's right. there's camp, and there's visuals. <laughs> I love that the visuals return in this. If, if you've of been course. a long time listener, listener, not watcher of the Quiet and Set podcast, then you do know that visuals are always an important component yes. for Kelly. Yes. Uh, and yeah, whenever like Lachlan and I now say like visuals, and it's like not <laughs> ironic, it's just like in our conversations, I internally like smirk and then have to play it down for camera. That's it's, good. Uh, yeah, good. you're still in our hearts. I uh, left a lasting mark. You did. Uh, but let's talk about some honorable mentions that didn't make it onto <laughs> your final list, but uh, some um, quick little shout outs for some films uh, that we won't get to talk about in depth. Yeah, I think in the queer space of movies, one of the more important ones is is Paris is Burning. It's yeah. a docu type movie. It's not life changing, but I think it's it's very important yeah. if if one wants to get into watching queer movies. Mm -hmm. Um, also a l late movie, a recent movie, a recent movie mm -hmm. that was actually pretty decent. Booksmart. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I have to mention this next one because Harry Styles, my yeah, love. Yeah, I was wondering why. Love of fuck, my life. Why do you have that movie in here? <laughs> I <laughs> no, don't think it's good um, at all. For, that, yeah. for the sole reason that we see Harry Styles' butt cheeks, I have yeah. my policeman on that list. <laughs> Perky. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some right. some other good ones like Little Miss Sunshine. We have yeah. a little bit of Uncle stuff Frank. there. 
uh, Alex Strangelove. Mm-hmm. And my holy grail, the purse of being a wallflower. Right, I'm surprised. Which, I guess it doesn't fully qualify because exactly. it's just a side character yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, when I was putting together the list, I wanted to have movies that had really had main characters that were focusing on the LGBTQs. Yeah. Um. So since the gay character was a side character, I didn't want to include it on the list. But yeah. a great movie. I cry every time. It's wonderful. Give it a watch. Perks of being a wallflower. Uh, I love that one as well. Yeah. Uh, and the book is great as well. Oh, I haven't read that one. Um, it's like one to one, I think. Okay. Because the author worked on both. Well, the author wrote the book. What? <laughs> 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 the author worked on the novel? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the novel so thing. He, he wrote the book and then afterwards he helped uh, make the movie, essentially. So right. he, he was there for every step of the way. Yeah. So... The movie came out great. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Uh, I don't know if that was the same for your first actual pick. on the. I don't know where that originated. I'd actually love to get a backstory on this film. It's a musical uh, that I've seen <laughs> live as well. It's amazing. I love the yes. performance because it's like unique in the way where it's like audience interaction mm-hmm. is encouraged and they have yeah. like segments. If you couldn't tell already, we're talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, from 1975, the oldest yes. film on your list. So yes. let us know about that one. So uh, jumping from the perks of being a wallflower, where we see the cast actually starring in the show of yeah. the Rocky Horror Picture Show, that is where my upset, not obsession, but kind of an obsession with this movie, where it comes from. Okay. Because so most of the, or most people know that for the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you don't just watch the movie. You go to a show and they very often do midnight screenings where the spectators, I guess, or yeah. anybody that goes the to audience. see, the, yeah, the audience, uh, they're encouraged to dress up and participate and throw stuff and have water pistols, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, this movie is the definition of camp. Yeah. So everything that's exaggerated, just everything mm-hmm. you know just camp i think it's a great double feature for some reason with paris is burning yeah you know? because yeah. Of like that movie is like about paris is burning if i i, I watched it just last night that's why i'm bringing mm-hmm. it up right now again it's like uh really just a peek into the fashion world as well and how mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is tied to the identity yeah. and then it comes to like a lot of like morbid uh conclusions as you try to be and just yourself and not being able to to be that and like your position that's there and rocky horror picture show is just like a a uh celebration of yeah, whatever it's just exactly. like it, it, it's exactly like these fashion shows that they have mm-hmm. um in paris is burning but just yeah to the nth degree and it's uh it's got some amazing musical numbers in as well yes right? my god i feel like the 20th century was a bit of it was or the 70s in general it was an iffy time to be queer yeah and tim curry coming out of that elevator with legs for days mm-hmm. kicking open the door yeah for everything essentially gay in yeah. this world i think it's it's an amazing movie i watched mm-hmm. this with my parents really my parents who are mildly conservative still i would think right so i i told them like once you see the movie, you're going to see it's a little bit controversial. I had to like give them the talk. The talk. <laughs> and when I love, we watched, I love it... how your parents give you the talk about like sex, and then you sit them down and like, oh, 
This is about LGBTQ. <laughs> Sit yeah. down, give you the pride talk. Yeah, so I, I told them, like, it's a little bit controversial, but I, I think you would like it because mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. Yeah. And then we're watching it, and my mom's like, so what's the controversial part? Ah, uh -huh, let's go. I'm like, yeah. well, there is a man in in stockings and, and mm -hmm. high heels and, and very small clothing. And she's like, oh, okay. Because, I don't know, I feel like it's it's not okay for someone to be trans, but then for some people, like, this this was kind of, like, an escape. Like, this was okay because it was so over-the-top, campy, theatrical type thing. Yeah. I, I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to, I guess, see, like, from 1975 to now. I feel like we haven't mm. made leaps when it comes to trans acceptance. Yeah. Trans, like, just accept, acceptance, not even integration or just, like, celebration. Um, So... Uh, it, it's I guess it is an easing in for a lot of people mm -hmm. who aren't like associated with that world at all and I think a lot of it is just ignorance as well where you don't want to see it yeah. and by then like yeah you, you're not you're not uh, seeing people correctly uh, but if you go over the top then I guess it's easier to to go in here but it, it, it isn't played for laughs I feel like that's mm -hmm. the line that you have to toe where it becomes harmful and i think rocky horror picture show doesn't really do that it's just yeah. it's camp it's camp it's camp it. and the songs they the, once you see the movie the songs are just going to be ingrained into your brain yes <laughs> got some amazing numbers i wish we could just play them but i guess yes. that wouldn't be possible with the copyright system <laughs> on youtube but dude the numbers it's, are incredible now that i think about it i remember in in one of my i'm bringing up university mm -hmm. um in one of our literature classes towards the end of the year another guest you've had on the show alan motley yeah he was my he was my professor for the for the course <laughs> such a weird time <laughs> i never had him as a professor but some of our co-hosts actually well, like yeah he, he not for, like classes. like seminar teacher i right, don't know right, if, right. if you're supposed to call that a professor i'll, I'll but call we... him my professor just to make it awkward <laughs> we're sexual on the top <laughs> alan continue. i'm sorry I'm just, alan is not watching <laughs> this i hope you're not watching this alan. <laughs> if he is we uh we actually looked at the song uh the sweet transvestite the yeah. opening song for uh tim curry mm-hmm we discussed it in class about like the duality of things and all of that and literature class and it it was really fun mm -hmm. like this movie it isn't just for for shits and giggles yeah <laughs> for lack of better words but i think there's also like meaning there if you mm -hmm. look for it i mean alan is a returning guest i think other than lachlan he's the one who's been on every single four favorites Nice. I don't have his list yet because this one is happening in June. Uh, we are recording mm -hmm. it in February, <laughs> just right <laughs> after uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, so, you know, I don't know yet. Maybe the Rocky Horror Picture Show will actually be on. If it uh, is on his list, his say list hello me. for me because I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. I think that's it for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, yes. Great movie. Time if you haven't is seen it, fleeting. check out if it's playing anywhere in a theater near you because the live experience is also amazing. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I can recommend that as well. Uh, let's move on to your uh, next film. Mm -hmm. That is from 1999. Uh, Jamie Babbitt, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Yes. I think I watched this for the first time off your recommendation as well, if I remember I, correctly. I will have to say. So the way I got to this movie, I am a big fan of Natasha Leon. Yes. I think she is an amazing she's actress. Amazing. Whatever she does, mm -hmm. she's brilliant. And 
I I knew this movie existed, but I hadn't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. So when you mentioned like, hey, we're going to do four favorites, I was like, I have to give this a fair shot. Like I have to watch it before I even put my list together. So I did watch it and I loved it Mm -hmm. because the same as Rocky Horror, it's just so over the top. It's camp. It's making fun of the whole queer thing. Yeah. Which it's camp at a conversion camp. I mean, sorry, that was not that's a joke. That's a was good just... one. <laughs> that's what it is. You and Graf made a good joke for a change. That wasn't a joke. I was just making fun. <laughs> no, but I think um, it's 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 just so over the top. I mean, mm-hmm. the way the set design. Yeah. Like the colors. The colors <laughs> so like, you pop off the screen. It's like everyone's the, identity is emphasized through like, color. They're just at conversion therapy, mm-hmm. and they make the girls clean, and the boys have to like like be lumberjacks and stuff yeah like it's it it just makes no sense it's yeah. it's so stupid but then at the end of the day i mean it's just funny mm-hmm. and then you have rupaul one of or the most popular drag queen yeah of the entire history standing there like yeah my myself i was once gay and just like oh, <laughs> what yeah yeah i i, I just like the absurdity mm-hmm. absurdity yeah, I feel like yeah. from an outside view, it could be that, you know, you're toying the line of, of the, the comedy in this when mm-hmm. there's actual hurt uh, that's, like, you know, done by similar things of, like, not not acceptance. Like, these conversion camps, they're very much real and they yeah. still exist. Uh, but I think it is done uh, by the people, for the people. Abe Lincoln <laughs> was actually bisexual, if you watch the bro. He was? Bros. No, it's just <laughs> the, the thing in, like, one of the most the more recent uh rom-coms because there's not a lot of gay rom-coms actually mm-hmm. we talked about romance and rom-coms yeah there's not a lot of them uh where it's not just a side character that's gay uh but bros uh was one that came out last year uh didn't do too mm-hmm. well at the box office unfortunately but i found it really funny mm-hmm. and they got like an exhibition that they're setting up at a uh museum and one of the exhibition points is like about mm-hmm. Abe lincoln and it's like an lgbtq uh plus museum thing yeah. and um it's about him being bi <laughs> like all of these things that like prove that he's bi so oh that's where that gosh. came from uh but yeah uh so <clears throat> what was i saying but i'm a cheerleader's great i don't know i feel like that. i feel like comparing it to rocky horror i feel like they both have the same aim which yeah. is to take this really serious topic which is either being trans or a drag queen whatever yeah being in the queer community trying to take that very very heavy topic and making it very very funny yeah so that people who might not be in the community that they would still maybe want to watch it yeah because it's just opening the door for discussion i feel like exactly because i like feel a, like, like a bridge there's a lot of funny uh people all around uh mm-hmm. no matter their gender or their sexuality and i feel like from an outside uh view in from let's say like a cis um, straight perspective heading in it's always a serious topic yeah. you know because you're like oh i'm not trying to be be rude or offensive or mm-hmm. whatever and then you strip away anything that like pokes fun at itself with, from within the community there's a lot of stuff that is still funny and then, like yeah. the jokes that you can make and here it leans into that i feel like the queer community they're the first ones to make fun of themselves yes exactly because hey we're funny people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're very funny. So that brings us to the next movie. That's really funny. Uh, 
from Park Chan. Extremely funny. I laughed the whole time. <laughs> I watched this for the first time last night. Uh, you watched the extended cut. I watched the extended cut as well. I also looked up what was different. I think it's just like a lot of scenes just run a bit longer. Oh. Um, I think there's not that much that is different. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't bother to read through all of the changes because it's like literally at like 60 points that there's like uh-huh. a slight difference there. Uh, I feel like I would have probably preferred the shorter one, if I'm honest, uh, at some points. This was a bit longer, but it's about you. What did you make of The Handmaiden? Why is it on your full favorites list? <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit funny because I, I would have never watched this on my own, probably. Right. Yeah. But I watched this for the Letterboxd raffle. Yes. Like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it and I just fell in love. Mm-hmm. Like... I wanted to make a really bad joke, but I have to hold myself back. I was like, not just the nipples, but all of it. <laughs> Shut me the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I wasn't I wasn't expecting this type of movie, especially like from the Asian film yeah. culture part of the world. Because it I guess. seems overall a bit more conservative, maybe, mm-hmm. in some parts. Oh, uh, it's very yeah. conservative, yet really freaky. Yeah. yeah it yeah. feels like. Obviously, I don't know the original language, or like, I, I don't know Korean, I don't know Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the translation at times, it's it's really, really poetic that we, yeah. that it's translated and they speak. So that was one of the parts that really allured to me yeah that we gravitated towards yeah Yeah, and i think just the beauty of it of it all like the set and the and the places that they shoot in and and the the way they show the women like they're whenever there's an intimate scene their bodies are the focus and there's like this beautiful symmetry at times Mm -hmm. when you see them and it just it looks fantastic yeah i would say yeah um i definitely wasn't expecting to like it at that much yeah but i did love it mm-hmm. um and i will say there's a lot of detail to this movie that my very few watches will not give it enough credit yeah for but it's it's just beautiful and it and i think if you watch it and then watch it again two years later then it's probably going to be another great experience yeah exactly <laughs> i feel like park chan Wook only makes films that kind of get better on the rewatch mm. and this movie has been hyped up I, I see it in a lot of like top fours on letterbox as well uh a lot of like five out of five stars from mm-hmm. some of my uh friends are on letterbox as well so i went in really afraid that i maybe wouldn't like it i think i didn't love it as much as some other mm-hmm. people did because there's a lot of like twists and turns that the yeah. stories take uh that the story takes and i feel like i would have loved to just say really simple but it is Park Chan Wook mm-hmm. after all. If you get the movie by your first watch, then then you've got something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> something went wrong there. Mental uh, illness. Yeah. Why are you so good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. I think what his his strongest point somehow I feel like is his editing. Mm-hmm. Um, the like natural flow. I feel like that really works well for romance because um, if you got people connecting. It's yeah. all about the flow as well and the vibes. Mm-hmm. And if you the connect vibes. that uh, in the connecting tissue with the ellipses, right? That's the cuts between mm-hmm. in the film. And they are just naturally flowing um, into the next scene. And whenever there is something bigger happening and there's an abrupt halt to it all, it, it feels all that more impactful. Yeah. Uh, so The Handmaiden, at, at least like 
craft-wise, I feel like it's 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 really really pretty. What yeah. I thought was interesting still because that's I guess something that could be a, its whole different topic is mm-hmm. all, all about like the male gaze, which it touches yeah. on like the exploitation. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know about the end of it, the the end scene for the film, uh, which I don't know if I want to spoil it, but there's some kind of symmetry in there, and there's still you still yes. kind of gazing at it. And I felt really conflicted if it's actually just, I guess, negating the rest of the film mm-hmm. that's been set up because we're still looking onto yeah. it. But you could go either way of how you, you see it because I feel like the earlier scenes between the two of them mm-hmm. were very much like removed from that kind of gazing at the body. And it was very much like a, a point of view thing uh, yeah. for the characters. It does have a very male gazy aspect to it, I will yeah. agree. But I mean that's not the topic yeah. here. Overall, I think it's it's a great queer uh, representation. We went yeah. from My... trans to I guess lesbian, maybe yes. no, all of it. No, we get all of it in in Rocky Horror Picture. But I'm a cheerleader, uh, the handmaiden, lesbian, and now we're moving to the most popular gay story. You get some, yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I, I have yeah. I have a better I have a better okay. crossover thing. First of all, so we smashed the closet, right? The closet's gone. The closet's gone. Yes. In this beautiful movie, they paint. Do you know what they painted? The, no. What they, they painted paint? peaches. They, <laughs> they painted peaches. <laughs> and on the topic of peaches. Oh, my ne- my next and my last pick is yeah. Call Me By Your Name. I have such a strong visual in my face, in my face, in my mind right now. In my face. Uh, what, uh. Is, what, what visual? Tell us. Tell well, us. Just a peach. Just a peach thing. I can see him biting <clears> into <throat> it. And I hope, I hope he's, Army Hammer isn't biting in other stuff uh, in real life. But uh, this is Luca oh, Guadagnino's no. <laughs> novel adaptation from 2017 that uh, I think I've... Have I read the sequel as well? I don't know. I'm disappointed that uh, due to the controversy with Army Hammer, we might not ever get to see a sequel. You know what? Actually, I I am disappointed. I haven't haven't read the sequel book. But I feel like if there were a sequel, it would probably ruin Call Me By Your Name for me. Yeah. I feel like it's not needed. Yeah. The book is also different than uh, Mm -hmm. the film. I think I even prefer, uh, I don't know, I, I like, I, know, I actually prefer probably the, the movie ending to the book ending uh, because the book mm-hmm. gives a bit more conclusions, whereas this I've, one just leaves it a bit more open. I've already forgotten what the book did. It, it just, it just, it, it just skips through, uh, it skips through a couple of the years after oh, yeah, yeah. the encounter and here we're just really left with sad boy Timmy at the, at the furnace at like, mm-hmm, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like out there. Just there. I have yeah. loved you for the last time. <sighs> Such great visual choices. Is it a video? Uh, song choices uh, here as well. Um, yeah. Well, what's it called? G- um, Visions of Gideon? No. What yeah, Visions of Gideon. Visions of Gideon. Yes, great song. But I'm, I'm sorry. Why did you pick Call Me By Your Name? If you know <laughs> Kelly, it's really obvious. I think on I feel uh, like if you're, our if, favorites episode, I think we did this a while ago. Yes. We talked about like our overall favorite films. And this was on yes, the list. Yes, definitely. So this one, if you have ever encountered, encountered me on this podcast, this is the movie that <laughs> like I always Pokemon. talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a Pokemon. Like a- it's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. She's gay. <laughs> she likes visuals. <laughs> Tagged by visuals. <laughs> I am the best buy. Yeah, yeah, you're the, the best buy. All right. You know they have the store Best Buy in America? Best... <laughs> I am That's the CEO. You. <laughs> no, um, but I honestly don't know how I got to call me by your name. Yeah. But I saw it once and I was obsessed. 
Mm. Maybe it's because of it looks really pretty. Maybe, probably because it looks really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I I feel like "Call Me by Your Name" is like the spell that from the first minute you're you're just in the spell and you you feel like you're yourself. You're in Italy. You can you can feel the things that they touch. You you're eating yeah. the things they eat. And we we both watched this video essay about like touch and yeah. And I feel like this movie is so much about touch and sensuality, and there's mm -hmm. this, and there's this tension the whole time. It you know starting off with the parents uh, and Elio reading this book. You know, is it better to speak or die? Mm. Yeah. And Elio obviously thinking, okay, should I speak or should I die? Yeah. And he decides to speak. Great for him. And then we get to the peach, you know, it's all about that touch and, yeah. <laughs> you know, the way it's even shot, like that specific scene, you, seeing him hold that peach, you know, mm -hmm. touching it and you know that fuzzy feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Of someone's skin when you, when yeah. you get like that tingling sensation, or even, your air sense up as well. Yeah. Or even it's, having yeah. Oliver like, like grab him by the shoulder, like, oh, I know how this feels. Mm -hmm. It's just all very, not just visual, but, you know, touch. Yeah, I recently watched like a breakdown of book to uh, screen or like mm -hmm. screenplay to shooting and the stuff that I guess Guadagnino added. And a lot of it is just like these in-between mm -hmm. moments, these like short little moments where like, they get up on the bike and like the emphasis on the sound uh, yeah. in it as well. There's a really good um, uh, breakdown of it that like this, the emptiness of the house, really. Every mm -hmm. every move you make has, like, a thought to it. Yeah. There's, like, actual impact of what you're doing. Yeah, I feel like it it kind of awakens all of your senses. Because you have the yeah. food, like, you're tasting it, you're trying to smell it, and you have the beautiful music that yeah. is constantly, like, you hear this constantly, and it's, it's mm -hmm. it just works. And just the visuals of it. The it's, it's so I think, beautiful. I think it's like the visual thing. Is it maybe? No, I don't think it's where it came from. But uh, our running gag of like, you know, visuals thing. Oh, I it probably, it probably stemmed might have from been, this. I think it was from one of the we'll favorites episode up. because uh, early mm -hmm. on um, we wanted to get like people to get to know us a little bit better. We talked about our favorite films mm -hmm. and I think what most of yours had in common that like you ended up focusing, you, you really liked the film look. I think ever since then, we don't really have like yes. that old of a, of a look on here anymore with like that film look, but then also to focus on the visuals overall yeah i think i think i go crazy for kodaks and film yeah and film on film you know yes. like my other favorite movies like la la land and marie antoinette they all have that same thing of of looking like it was shot on film mm -hmm. and they were shot on film and also having that beautiful the beautiful colors and all of that i think that's that's what makes a great movie for me yeah like there's I'm so two-faced because like one part of me just loves looking at a beautiful movie like mm -hmm. like Call Me By Your Name. And the other half of me is like, yeah, put on the worst rom-com that you have. Like, <laughs> I just want to look at Shot trash. Shot on an iPhone. Shot by Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> yes. An experimental movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a nice balance to be struck, I feel like, with, with a lot of these films. But mm -hmm. I, I love that um, your films weren't all like, you know, grim reality of like this yeah. is the queer experience but actually it's really uh wholeheartedly has a bit of everything yeah i feel like i mean if you look back at why movies started the, the 
the very start of movies they were made because you wanted to entertain people yeah and i feel like a lot of people a lot of like oscar focused people maybe they they start to forget that movies are just made to be enjoyed yeah and at some point people tend to forget that and go for very like movies that yes they are very well made it's very beautiful it sounds great but at the end of it, like, did you have a good time watching it? Mm-hmm. Or like, did you did you just finish the movie? And we're like, yeah, that was great. But now I kind of want to kill myself. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although the call me by your name does want, make me want to kill myself. <laughs> but <laughs> what a way to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then you start watching it again. And then, it's so yes. Great. Yeah. And then you're yeah. all good again. Just like in a continuous loop. Continuous loop. You just want to go to to italy and just spend the holiday yes. there which yeah it's it's such a like it's it's a non there's, there's no stakes in uh call me by your name mm-hmm. it's nothing that like they got this beautiful home this care for he's like he's got everything that he wants right? yes it's basically a, like a utopia where all you crave is your self-fulfillment with another person mm-hmm. and i feel like existing in that the tragedy is still like it brings you down all the levels not yeah. just the one it feels like earth shattering mm-hmm. but still he's overall pretty good so yeah. it's not about like his in- existence isn't threatened yeah um but, i think yeah. just the writing of the movie or the the how it was adapted and the whole scene with the with the father on the couch yeah and like like i i know i i never got even as close as you did to experiencing love like this yeah and it's it just breaks you down but at yeah. the end like at the end you still have a little bit of hope like yeah you never know you never know what might come around so maybe next summer there will be a new phd student who exactly. maybe is uh, even smaxier who doesn't like to bite people <laughs> and i like will say people, yeah. army hammer has had a lot of controversy yeah. But this is the one exception I'm willing to make to like separate the art from the artist. To to still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I mean you definitely have to because it's also the one where he's the most centered to be like, you know, the desired mm. part of the movie of like for Elio. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, yeah. It's it's always hard to like have those cancelled people in there. Uh but yeah, yes. it is what it is. Um but uh yeah, uh, don't cancel <laughs> your subscription to us. I don't know. To <laughs> Leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. Link below uh, is Kelly's full list of all of the honorable mentions as yes. well that you can check out on uh, Letterboxd. Uh, leave your favorite Pride films uh, in the comments below. I'd love to get some deep cuts for me because we're <laughs> filming this so early. Mm-hmm. I really have like a, such a long list of films that uh, like are... Uh, lgbtq plus themes that i haven't gotten around to and i couldn't fit them in here before so i guess in in like once we get around to to my recording i hopefully have a bit more of an insight mm-hmm. but um yeah again go watch paris is burning great documentary and have a good time with all of <gasps> kelly's picks uh yeah but yeah thank you so much for coming on hope to have you back in the future we actually yes. last time we teased you that she's back we actually don't have anything lined up right now so drop those likes to let us know that she's appreciated yes, and you do please. want her back. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming, Kelly. Thank you for the invitation. It was a, it was a hoot. It was a hoot. It was a blast. <laughs> and uh, let's 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 uh, play us out with. Well, you won't get to hear this, but we'll end up listening to Visions of Gideon. Put yes. them on as well to immerse yourself. Can we just can we just both stare into the camera like? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> you broke way too fast. <laughs> Bye.
Bye. Bye.